Okay, so this is probably going to be a longer one. Uh, sorry, everybody who needs uh, transcriptions. Um, I really wish that they would do it for more than three minutes, but, you know, whatever. Um, the There's just a couple things that I've been thinking about recently. Um, as far as things like pop culture and the kind of pop culture consciousness and how it relates to notions of things like communism and fascism and actual like leftist concepts and how these things are really kind of spoiled by uh, centrism and liberalism. Uh, for example, I was thinking about things like um, the rhetoric of the one percent, the ninety ninety nine percent, or like I think they call it the ninety eight percent sometimes. Um, the you know this whole one percenter uh, rhetoric that really what people need, what people mean by that is, I mean Marx would call it the bourgeoisie, the one percent, the rich and the proletariat, or the other people, <laughs> the, the working people, the working class. And I think it's really interesting that Democrats and liberals don't, they don't want to be within a hundred feet of those types of words. Um, they're, they're skirting really close to uh, radical left ideas and concepts, but they reject the actual essence of those concepts. Um, their ideas are mostly reformist in nature, and, um, you know, one of my biggest problems with the Democratic Party of America, especially, is that um, it really is too compromising. I mean, you know, we have the whole, like, stereotype of the spineless Democrat who, you know, he's got soft policies and he's soft on enforcing them and standing up for them. So he'll dumb down his uh, convictions to, you know, for the sake of bipartisan votes with a ridiculous Republican Party and um, Libertarian parties. So I'm not a, not a big fan. And in fact, um, I was watching, well, before I get into that, um, it just, I just really want to underscore the whole, like, the kind of Bernie Sanders, um, you know, democratic socialism, like, one, one percent, top one percent, da, 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 you know, and how it's, it has to do with this, like, weird, bizarre fear of socialism and communism in, uh, the Western consciousness. And you can talk, it's like I've said, um, I think I said it in an earlier episode, how you can talk about communist ideas and, you know, if you don't put a label on them, you can talk about these things and probably most people will agree with you. But as soon as you start using words like proletariat or bourgeoisie or working class or, uh, you know, socialist or socialized or things like that, you know, 
Um, that's that's why in America, like the most left leaning um, pushes that we have policy wise are things like universal basic income and uh, universal health care, not socialized health care, things like that, or public health care. Um, it's I've even heard liberals use words like the people's blank. You know, it's he's the people's uh, author, or he's, or that's, you know, it's the people's system thing like that. And I'm, I'm thinking like, do you not, do you not hear what you're saying? Um, I'm not sure uh, what you're, what you think you're talking about. Uh, if you know what you're talking about, and whatever. Um, so, so that's kind of frustrating. And like Bernie Sanders was a little bit more forthcoming with his, his. Um, socialist influences. I think, realistically, he was probably trying to hint at Marxist influences um, on some level, but of course you can't say that out loud if you're any kind of public figure in America. So, um, it doesn't surprise me entirely that he would, that his platforms are essentially paraphrased uh, communist ideas. Uh, paraphrased and watered down, I should say, um, because Bernie Sanders is really not that left-leaning, and he's really not very um, sympathetic to radical leftism. Uh, and maybe I'll talk about that some other time, but I'm just kind of ranting off the top of my head right now. Um, so the other thing that I was watching was um, I saw an episode of Bill Maher over the weekend. And first off, fuck Bill Maher. Like, that guy kind of sucks a lot. Um... He's just had a really long history of being racist and transphobic and really, really ableist, and he's not apologetic for it at all. Like, this is a guy, this is a rich white man on television who thinks that he can say the N-word in reference to himself, and then when he gets called out for it, he invites a bunch of his black friends onto his panel on his show to discuss, quote-unquote, the the arguments against or for this and uh he i believe he actually did get smacked down in that episode because like that's fucking bullshit uh like smacked down by the people that he brought onto the show i mean and you know this is just he's such a ridiculous person and um liberal to the point that it's obnoxious and he fancies himself as some kind of radical, but really he's not particularly. Um, he's just unrelentingly liberal. Um, and what specifically struck me about this last one is that they had, on his panel, they had, I believe, three Democrats. I think they had two or three Democrats and one man who described himself as a populist, which by itself is kind of spooky, um, because, you know, populism can mean a lot of things, and it, it's been used for a lot of reasons, uh, particularly, like, fascist reasons, um, but, uh, in a technical sense, populism is good, and it's, um, or at least neutral, so this guy was not, um, 
sort of buying a lot of the liberal Democrat talking points that were being, you know, tossed around the table. And um, he actually, uh, Bill Martin did actually have a really interesting um, Republican, uh, I believe he was an economist, um, who was just hilarious. But uh, he, they kept bashing this other guy um, and just basically calling him you people in in the sense of you Republican people or conservative people, even though he really didn't say very much that was conservative. I think he really only said one thing that struck me as kind of like, mm, uh, maybe that's kind of weird. But overall, like most of what he was saying was basically just, you know what, uh, Democrats and Republicans have done this in the past before. So it's not just a Republican thing. And then the freaking Democrats around the table all go, oh, okay, but who is more at fault for this and this and this? And, you know, as if to, like, shut him down or something. And it's like, okay, yeah, as far as abortion, Republicans are way more against that, way more oppressive of that than Democrats. But as far as really pushing the envelope in favor of that, it's not like I can really say that Democrats are doing a super great job. They're not being super aggressive or, you know, or they like to water it down with things like, you know, Hillary's uh, um, safe, legal, and rare talk. Uh, like, why do we need it to be rare? Does it matter? Like, if, like, okay, my stance on this is if any woman wants to get an abortion at any term, I don't care. She should have the freedom to do that if she has if she has the ability to. And I can pretty much guarantee you anybody who's looking for an abortion in their third trimester is not just doing it because they changed their minds or something. Like literally no one does that. It's not fun. Like abortions are not fun <laughs> and people don't like getting them. And if they did, that's their right. They have the right to do that. And I'll say that whether it's legal here or it's not legal or whatever. And you can't find Democrats who are going to say that. They're not going to go out and say, I think abortion is always fine. It's always fine. It's always a woman's choice. They're, because they agree there are times when it's not a woman's choice. Or there are times when it's not fine. Or that at its core it's really not fine. But there are exceptions to that. That's not a radical stance. And that's not particularly in opposition to the Republican sentiment against it. And until recently, most Republicans were even in favor, you know, they were in support of the concept of, you know, aborting rape babies and stuff. So, uh, and I'm sorry if that kind of language is triggering for people. I should probably have thought of that. But, you know, as a woman, I'm kind of going for the shock factor, I guess. Like... I just find it disgusting uh, to have such a viewpoint about it because um, recently it hasn't been this way. It's been that Republicans think that no, you should you should still keep the baby if you are raped. Like that's totally fine, and God wanted that for you, and uh, you should be punished for even doing sex and all this stuff. Like it's just abhorrent. So. 
uh, pardon my, my shock jock behavior. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, like, I'm just, it's very frustrating seeing Democrats trying to position themselves as some kind of, like, savior figure or, like, the People's Party, and they're just not. Like, they're all, they're still just capitalists, they're still just reformists, they're not really doing anything particularly um, novel or radical or anything anything like that. So I'm not sure what leg they think they have to stand on because just, just not doing the absolute worst thing doesn't mean you're doing the right thing. And the, the worst part about this is that occasionally you get people like this... Um, I can't even remember her name because I just spent so much time ignoring her. This Cortez lady that was recently um, elected a Democrat. Um, and she basically ran on a socialist platform and she had some pretty radical ideas. Well, a, radical talking points, I should say. So she won. She ended up winning. And then a lot of those ideas disappeared from her website. Uh, and then she started really watering down her language a lot. And she started not not actually doing the things that she platform that she you know campaigned on so she you know basically did a bernie sanders and really really whipped up the the leftists you know more progressive crowd and then switched back into democratic gear and you know so as not to upset the greater party and um that, that's just really disappointing and low to me um, and it's especially low considering that we don't have an actual left-wing party in America. The Green Party is essentially a non-party. Like, they, they don't do anything. They don't have a cohesive, um, you know, ideology. Um, it's essentially every man for himself, kind of. And then even the liberal Green Party people, once they get elected, eventually... They typically end up just being Democrats, so it's not like they really affect a whole lot of change there anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really need to convince anybody that America's party system sucks, but um, I've just been very frustrated by it recently. Um, and the whole the the cent the left of center crowd is really kind of waking up in a rude way <laughs> they're not um you know there's changes happening in the younger people that um and of course the people who are paying attention and they're not really ready for it they're you know the democrats are almost more invested in the status quo than republicans are because republicans have always tried to push the status quo in a shitty direction but they have tried to push it and the and Democrats have always just really, you know, capitalized on uh, socialist and anarchist movements and then appropriating that as something they did. Like, okay, I'm sorry, Democrats did not get you the minimum wage. They didn't get you the weekend. They didn't get you um, workplace safety. That was socialists. That was working class rioters especially people who rioted people who did hunger strikes things like that that's not it's not democrats <laughs> democrats don't do anything 
Um, so, uh, just stop. Just Democrats, they're not radicals. They're not people for change. Like, nothing changes with Democrats. It just doesn't get worse. So, yeah, that's kind of my my little frustration rant. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, post again later. Bye.